Chapter 1 Kelly couldn't believe this guy, sitting there in his BMW X3, trying to talk her down from a hundred. And no condom. Yeah, right. As if. That didn't worry her. She'd slip it on, he'd never know, but seventy-five bucks for a blowjob? No way. A hundred. It was warm in the Beamer, cold on the sidewalk. She'd been out almost an hour. It was after ten, and this guy was the first conversation she'd had. Drizzling, cold for the beginning of October. It was only going to get worse. The guy looked in his wallet and said, I've got four twenties. You want them or not? He held out the bills, and she got in the car. The door closed, so quiet and solid. Shit, Kelly wondered. How the hell did I end up here? Pull into the alley, there beside the apartment building. Go around back. Twenty-five stories high, concrete and steel, an instant slum when it was built in the seventies, and it hadn't aged well. It would have blocked Parkdale's view of Lake Ontario if the raised six-lane expressway getting everybody with money out of town hadn't already. Kelly relaxed. She'd seen the inside of a lot of Beamers and Mercs and, hell, even Land Rovers since coming to Toronto a month back. She looked at the guy, cheapskate bizboy in his thirties, and thought he wasn't so bad, really, just acting tough. It was always good to get the first one of the night out of the way. She looked up and saw a man's face floating, hanging in the sky. He looked her right in the eye. Then he smashed into the windshield. The cheapskate screamed like a girl, and Kelly just stared at the face on the spiderweb of broken glass, the blood and bits of brain and bone, He must have fallen the full twenty-five floors. A young Chinese cop jumped out of the first car to show up, red lights spinning. He walked around the X-3 and looked inside. Kelly said hi and waved at him. The shock had worn off pretty fast, and now she was just taking everything in. The guy, the customer in the driver's seat, had tried to get her to leave, telling her she didn't need to stick around. He wouldn't tell anyone she was here. Yeah, right. She wasn't going to miss this. This was the most exciting thing that had happened to her, probably ever, if she thought about it. The young cop, Chung, spoke into the radio clipped to his collar, then signaled the guy to roll down the window. Kelly watched him, not knowing what to do. He'd need to turn on the engine to get the electric windows working, and he didn't know if he was allowed to do that. He held his hands up, waved them around for a second, and then started the car. Chung jumped back. The guy jumped. Then he pressed the button and the window rolled down. Chung said, Don't move! Kelly laughed. Twenty minutes later, after more and more cop cars and ambulances showed up, Kelly and Mark Larson, that was the cheapskate's name, were standing with the rest of the crowd on Close Avenue. A young, dark-skinned female cop stood beside them, making sure they didn't go anywhere. Kelly sure didn't want to, all this excitement. But Lawson would have left his $60,000 car and taken off in a second. The dark-skinned cop was small, but Kelly knew her type and knew she was plenty tough enough. The cop with the small woman cop, a fat white guy in his fifties who had been driving, was pissed off. 
He didn't even get out of the patrol car until the whole place was taped off. They closed off Close Avenue, completely south of Queen. This time of night, there was only traffic coming and going from the apartment building. The only other place on the block was an elementary school, and across the street was the back end of the rehab center. It was only a block over from Jameson, an exit from the Gardner Expressway, and had its own little hooker stroll. A dozen uniformed cops ran around, and a couple of ambulance guys stood by their rig, smoking cigarettes. The body was still on the hood of the Beamer. Then the detectives arrived. The first one, the one leading the way, Kelly thought might have been Latin American. He was a big guy, dark-skinned, broad-shouldered, clean-shaven, with short black hair like a crew cut, but there was something about him not really Latino. She wasn't sure. She watched him get out of the driver's side of the Crown Vic and take in the whole scene. The other detective, a white guy in his late forties or early fifties, came around the car from the passenger side. The white guy looked less sure of himself, had less swagger. Kelly thought maybe he just got out of bed. The fat cop, the pissed-off one, said, Hey, Armstrong. So Kelly was pretty sure the big, dark-skinned guy wasn't Latino. He didn't say anything, so the uniformed cop pointed at her in the cheapskate and said, Mr. Suburbs here was picking himself up a drive through BJ, and before he could get around back, Muhammad took a swan dive onto the hood of the Beamer. Armstrong said, You sure he wasn't pushed? Who gives a shit? He's dead. Yeah.